0: Venturex Studios, it's J.P., Kathy, and the crew. And the crew, the crew, the crew. Wow. Is it Friday? Is it Friday already? I think it is. I think it is Friday. We are very excited to have with us um, a dear friend of ours, a member of the crew, and just a phenomenal public servant. And that is our own Congressman Van Taylor. And uh, he's got lots to do. So we're going to get right into the interview. First of all, good morning, and welcome to the end of the week with JP, Cathy and the crew. We're so excited you have chosen to spend some time with us, Congressman Van Taylor. How are you today?
1: Well, good morning, good morning, and good morning.
0: (laughs) And Uh, we never get tired of that.
1: (laughs) Happy Friday. Uh, Excited, excited is Friday and glad to be on with J.P. Kathy and the crew.
0: Well, we're so, so excited to have you on. Um, Goodness gracious, there's so much to talk about. So we want to start. Let's talk about what's going on in D.C. first. Let's talk some budget talk. Let's uh, talk some of the zaniness i want to say zaniness like it's not as um, malicious but let's talk about some of the ways uh, the dems are wanting to take taxpayer money out of our wallets and then let's talk about some good stuff like what's going back on um going back on in your own home district of congressional district three so let's start with dc and what is what is the current situation let's ask that
1: Well, um, as far as D.C. spending goes, um, you know, we are in a, we're, you know, economically, we're in a tough spot. Uh, Inflation has gone up every month that President Biden has been the president of the United States. Wait, uh, wait, every month?
0: Every month, Congressman?
1: Every month, yes. You know, and, that, and look, and that what wow. I, I, means? Means-
0: I see it. I see it at the grocery store. I can I can say sure. that, but my goodness to know that technically it it's not in my mind. It literally yeah. has gone up every month. Not it's a good track record. Month.
1: Eggs are up ten percent, bacon's up eleven percent, gasoline's up forty two percent. I mean, what you're buying every day is going up. It's getting mm. more expensive. Uh, and, uh, and that is a, you know, that's a serious problem Yes. Uh, for the average hardworking American that's trying to, you know, trying to, trying to meet, uh, make the ends meet. And, um, and so, and the reason that's happening, the reason these prices are going up is because the federal government is printing too much money right now. The federal government is printing, you can get this folks, $4 billion every day um how
0: and Th- i mean that's that's are- that's unreal that's unreal congressman i mean i don't okay it comes to the end of the month and i'm like oh you know had some extra bills this month things are tight i don't have a money printing press i don't have a money tree um i have to make do with what i have until the next payday H- how can our government sure. do that well the
1: the, the federal reserve is printing at a rate of $120 billion every month. And that comes out to $4 billion a day. Um, And the problem with with, the way that, the way that works, the way it hurts us is that, you know, if they print more money, it means the money that you have in your pocket is worth less. So every day, the dollar that you have is worth a little bit less and a little bit Mm. less, a little bit less. And that's what inflation means is that you have, is that your purchasing power is going down. Your ability to buy things is going down. So prices are going up. And so, you've actually seen wages not only go up, but in real terms, in inflation-adjusted terms, your purchasing wages are actually declining because prices are going up faster than wages are going up. Um, and so in that context, right, and you also have the startup context, right? You, 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 you've got, you know, housing inventories are very low, uh, so that's driving prices up in, in the housing market. You, you know, auto inventories are very, very low. Um, and that's driving up the price of cars, right? So prices are going up mm. because there's shortages of things because the startup isn't going as well as we would hope. You've got 10 million job openings, 8.4 million people that are unemployed. Your labor participation is a low number. You had another disappointing jobs report come out this month. So things are – the economy is in, not in a good place. Uh, and inflation is making it worse for every American and you know, the the, the prescription for that is for the government to stop printing so much money, to stop spending money it literally doesn't have. Um and the Democrats are, you know, putting their foot on the gas and trying to spend another three and a half trillion dollars plus another one point two trillion dollars. So four point seven trillion is what they're trying to spend between now and the end of the year. Um so these are staggering increases. Uh, in spending that they're pursuing and those that is a one two punch to the economy, right you've got punch one is the inflation and the two punch is the tax increases that they're trying to trying to foist on us, right so they're gonna do more printing, more deficit spending, more borrowing money, and they're gonna try to do trillions of dollars of new taxes um, and they're trotting out this old uh, Story of Well, we're not taxing you. We're taxing the rich. But if government takes more money, it's coming out of our pocket. It, it, no it,
0: it I mean, at the end of the day, Congressman, and this is just, you know, some basic, um, basic economy 101. It's um, basic economics 101. You, you, um, everybody gets hit. When grocery, grocery prices go up, and and I'm thinking of um, you know old, older relatives in my family who are on an extremely fixed income. We're, we're talking; there is no extra money coming in. They've they've got what they've got, and they've got to make that last, um, you know, in, in, until their time on earth is through. They're they're not working, or they're unable to work, or they're retired, you know, and they had all these plans, but you set your budget. Um, you know, I, I think about my mom who, like her blood pressure medication, the The prices are unreal, unreal. She has no choice. She has to take that. I um, mean, that doesn't count for other medications she has to take, like when she got her cataract surgery. That was an additional expense. Again, she's on a fixed income. So when she goes to the grocery store, and you said eggs are 10% higher right now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so no. she, so she's still going to buy the normal thing she, she buys. Sure. But she has complained about. She said, "Kathy, she said I'm having to cut back on, and you know, she's a very budget-oriented person. Always has been. Um, and, but she's like, I'm going to have to cut back on certain items, and then she's and she's clipping coupons and all of these things. So, okay. And, and my mom, while you know, she she's not, she's she lives a nice life. She's fine, but she's by no means rich. So, how again is that?" only impacting the super rich because i wouldn't consider my mom rich but she's being impacted by the inflation from this administration
1: sure so w- w- the united states has not been in, the, in an inflationary environment since the late 70s early 80s wow. uh and so we hopefully had learned our lesson you don't spend tons of money and print it so you'll right. print a bunch of money and then spend it and then cause inflation but that's what the democrats are doing and again we know where we are. You can see the chart. The charts tell you you're in an inflationary environment. Prices are spiking. And that hurts consumers, right? The ability of and and I think you you make a great point, it, the people that are hurt the most in an inflationary environment are the people on fixed incomes and and low low income earners. People that have, you know, they have a, a they don't have much they can cut back on. Right. Right. Uh, you know, the very wealthy, okay, I won't buy a second vacation home or a third vacation home, or I won't take a trip to Europe this summer or whatever. I mean, they, they, they can cut back. Right. But it's the people that, it's the people that, um, that do not have a lot of income because they're low wage earners or they're on a fixed income. Those are the people that don't have a lot of margin. Uh, they don't have a lot to cut back on. And so Inflation. And then the other thing it does is it, is it moves people from a lower tax bracket to a higher tax bracket, but their purchasing power is actually reduced. So they're actually doubly hit. They can't buy as much and their taxes have gone up because they've moved up in tax bracket. Right. Right. In um, this economic phenomenon, it's called tax bracket creep. Right. So you, okay your tax, going, you know, hey. tax
0: bracket creep okay creep like creeps like the people who are doing this to us okay uh, there you go but um, bum
1: tax bracket creep and it's, it's a it's a real thing we haven't seen it in this country in 40 years uh but we are now we're seeing it here today and again the prescription the economics the, the, the economics one-on-one answer is stop printing money right don't do it you know slow down what you're doing and unfortunately the Democrats are, are going the opposite direction they are they are trying to spend an extra five trillion dollars by the end of this year which is going to put which could I mean it has the the, op, the possibility and you know the, of, of putting the United States in an inflationary spiral that will take many many years uh to get out of in a very hard time between now and the time that you do get out of it Assuming that, you know, that, that someone's able to stop the Democrats from printing and spending more. I mean, if they keep doing this, it will continue to get worse. I mean, you've got to stop them. They have to right. stop. Yeah, I think I'm making the supposition that they're, they're going to stop. I, I was going to say, are they, they spent, going
0: to, though?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, no, I mean, well, they spent $1.9 trillion, borrowed 100% of that, printed 100% of that last, you know, in February. God. Right, so I mean, you know, so I, I, you know, there isn't a guarantee that they stop. I mean, if, if Democrats continue to stay in control of the House, Senate, and the presidency, I mean, I, I think they'll continue to keep doing what they're doing, which is spending trillions of dollars that we don't have, printing and creating inflation.
0: Mm. So, um, so again, how does this? this a, how does it stop? This,
1: well, what? you, it, it, it well, the first answer is political. Right, you, you right. Remove the people from office right. who are doing this, I and mean, they're, they're, you know, I, you know to me you know this is intentionally harming the country i mean you know that we're in an inflationary environment there's no question at this point right you're the, you have the highest inflation you've had in 21 years it's been up every month since president biden was elected president you know and you stop the spending stop the printing presses stop printing all this money
0: it, and that's the thing you go it is political unfortunately it you know unfortunately fortunately fortunately because we have a chance to right a wrong Um, in 2022. But um, unfortunately, you know, we we are stuck with this in the meantime. And I don't understand. We we are stuck with people who, you know, when you have somebody go to serve in Congress, you would assume they've at least got basic knowledge of a budget, um, basic knowledge of tax and spend, um, basic my goodness, you would think, and again, the way the the brill- our brilliant founding fathers designed the Constitution was: congressional candidates congr- or people who are currently in Congress, like yourself, you go back to your district, you spend a lot of time in your district, which you do, so you're in touch with we the people, so you can make decisions that are, you know, for in your case. Um, Based on the needs of people, you're the people you serve in Congressional District Three, and then you go back to D.C. with that knowledge, and that's why every two years that position, those positions are up for reelection because you want to make sure somebody's still in touch, like yourself, with We the People. But it's like these folks, and again, we get the calls. JP and I get these calls all the time, especially right after you've been on our show. They're like, wow, I love the 100-meeting policy um, you know, uh, that, that Congressman Taylor has. I've actually called his office when I haven't been able to get a hold of my own congressman. That's a hmm. sad statement, and I wonder if that's where these folks, they get into D.C., they, they get up to D.C., they drink the Kool-Aid, and then they're just very unaware of somebody like my mom who is going to the store clipping coupons because she's a senior citizen, because she's retired, and she's having to had, had decide, what do I cut back on this week on my grocery store list? Sure.
1: That's well, not I, right. I'll give, you, I'll give you an example of that. I mean, you know, on the front page of the Wall Street Journal is a chart of the cost of a shipping container.
0: Okay. A shipping
1: container, you know, uh, a year ago, cost you know two, three thousand dollars to come from China to the United States. Uh, those containers now are costing forty thousand um, dollars. Well, you know, because I have hundred percent meeting policy, because I talk to people every day. I've had multiple business people tell me about how shipping container prices have gone up, and that is driving the cost of goods. I mean, if you're wondering why prices are going up. It's because you've got increases in the cost of shipping, increases in the cost of fuel, and you've got printing going on, and so you've got a whole series of things that are, they're, again, putting the economy in a tough spot, and we're in a tough spot, um, and you know the Democrats again seem disinterested, and I and I've had conversations with them about, hey, like, aren't you concerned about inflation? They're like, no, we have great spending programs. This is going to be amazing, and you're like, well, <laughs> you guys have. Amnesty for illegal aliens in this bill. You're getting rid of right to work states. Uh, you know you're you know taking away you know labor protections that are super important to us here in Texas. Um, you know you're uh, you know the, the, you're creating all these new socialist programs, uh, spending tr- you know trillions of dollars, um, and you're you know and you've got trillions of dollars of new taxes, um, and you've got fees on you know natural gas. You got fees on you know which. Who doesn't, you know, almost everybody uses natural gas. Well, your natural gas prices are going to go up if this tax increase package goes through. Um, so you've got, you know, it, they're just, I, they're not thinking it through. Um, and it's its upsetting because it's going to hurt, uh, Kathy, people like your mom. People on yeah. fixed incomes, uh, low wage earners. Um, and we're all suffering as a result of that.
0: And, and I guess, and then I look at... And I don't know if you even know anything about this, if you've heard about this. Unfortunately, I came across the story, and then 9 million people sent it to me because it was just crazy. But um, you had AOC. And, again, isn't she an economics major? I, I don't know. I, I, that's, I, I've, I've got to go look at that college at some point, maybe audit one of their classes. Um, but she's in economics. She has a degree in economics or was an economics major at some time. And she's got, you know, this dress on at the Met. And the irony of this, so she's there, I think the tickets were like $30,000, which is something yeah. that none of us will ever be spending. I love to go to concerts. I dig that scene, but I can tell you right now, there's no time in my life I will spend $30,000 on a concert ticket. And she's got this thing that says, first of all, it was Chick-fil-A font. Poor choice of font on her side, because all I could say is see is eat more chicken. But um, it, was, it said something like tax the rich or something, and I thought, how... Unbelievably out of touch! Do you have to be? Did you did Did you know that story? That do you know the story I'm talking about? You
1: no, know, yeah, no, no. I, actually, we we're uh, we had a committee hearing. we were supposed to vote that night, but they suspended. it, did We didn't vote that night, so she could go to that. That she could go to the Met. Please
0: <laughs> say that again, because I know you've got to be making this up. What?
1: No, we we yeah. <laughs> it was it was Monday. Uh, we're I'm on, I'm on the financial services committee. Uh, AOC is on the financial services committee. The original plan was we we're going to vote Monday night, and and then you know it's sort of in the afternoon. No, no, we're not going to vote Monday night. And we're like, oh, that's weird. Why aren't we voting tonight? We're going to vote tomorrow morning. Okay, I guess we'll vote tomorrow morning then. And then we found out, oh, there's AOC <laughs> this metropolitan oh my uh, gosh. event. It's not in her district. I mean, it's it's, no. you know, it's across the it's in Manhattan. She's she's over in Queens. Uh, oh, so yeah.
0: My- Gosh!
1: Yeah. You know, so, you know, she uh, she she got to cast her vote on Monday, on Tuesday, you know, the next day. But well, yeah, and, and now, I and
0: I'm so glad that you know the rest of us we we get to take off work at any given time because we have some fancy thirty thousand dollar a ticket um, event to go to. That's what we the people deal with every day. Wow! I, I, oh, oh my gosh! You can't make that up, Congressman, can you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, you know, um, no, she was trying to make a splash and. She
0: certainly did wow. Well, there you go. There you go. Well, let's let's talk about some good news here in Congressional District 3, where God bless you. You are such a great representative for We the People. And you have been as a state rep, as a state senator, and certainly now as a congressional uh, member of Congress. Um, so let's talk about some of the good stuff going on here. And, and also, you know, how do people get in touch with you? Because you've got a 100 percent meeting policy. How many meetings are you up to at this point?
1: So last Congress, I had 850 meetings uh, over two years, um, and this Congress, I think I'm on track for over 1,000.
0: I love it. I love um, it. So, That's so great. And what great. I'll say is
1: impressive. People are like, oh, wow, you have so many meetings. Like, no, no. no what's impressive is so many people are so engaged uh, in our community that they want to sit down, want to meet with their congressmen. And you know, some of the very best ideas I've enacted in law have come from, you know, The people that I work for from these meetings. So, um, you know, the Constitution, uh, First Amendment gives guarantees five rights. Right. um, And you know, freedom of religion and freedom of press and freedom of speech and freedom to assemble. And most people know those. But the one, the most obscure of those five, I think, is the freedom right to petition your government. You have a right to petition your government. And I, I encourage that. I want people to come, sit down, tell me what they're thinking. Um, I want them to pick up the phone, uh, meet me on a Zoom, meet me in person. Um, you, know, meet, you know, they can meet me in Plano. They can meet me in Washington. Uh, I'm here to listen to what they have to say. Um, and I'm grateful for everybody that takes the time to do that. I think it, it really reflects, in my mind, a healthy democracy, a healthy district that people are care enough uh, to to take the time uh, to, you know, and some people, Hey, I wanted to just get your opinion on four things, or I wanted to share my opinion with you on four things, or, you know, there's this one thing that's really important to me. Um, you know, or I wanted to tell you about what my company does or what my charity does, or right. I wanted to tell you about, um, you know, uh, my, my, you know, my child's robotics competition. I mean, you know, so there are a lot, lot of really neat opportunities to meet with people and to hear, all different kinds of perspectives. And it helps me to do a better job. I'm a better member of Congress. I do a better job representing our district by taking the time to meet the people and to listen to them.
0: Um, I love, I love you that. You've got to listen.
1: If you, if you I, effectively
0: well, and, and you do have to listen. But unfortunately, Congressman, you're you're one of the exceptions to the rule. You've got folks who are not listening. Like I said, there's so many people. And then I want to go over your uh, your press release about um, uh, vaccine mandates real quick before we, we leave you today. Um, but, sure. you know, you're, you're one of those that you're there, you're available. I was actually talking on the phone to one of your constituents the other day. Um, they had a a phone call. They were on their work phone. They had a phone call come through on their personal cell. And they said, oh, it's from, it's a, it's a DC number. And I said, didn't you have an issue um, about your company forcing um, vaccines? And didn't you reach out to Congressman Taylor's office? And the guy was like, yeah, but that was just a couple of hours ago. And I said, I would Bet you money, I said. A, a dinner. Bet me something. I said that is going to be either him or somebody from his office. And sure enough, after I got off the phone with him, he's like, "Yeah, it was Congressman Taylor's office. It was one of his folks, and they've taken care of my issue right away." Kind of a thing. And then that I have another friend who was um, dealing with um, had some business things to talk to you about. Was also dealing with a personal issue, and um, within 24 hours, you were on a personal phone call with him. So. That's that's what it is to serve we the people. And if you've got a congressman who's not doing what Congressman Van Taylor is doing, then take this model and get somebody get somebody like him elected into office. Um, So let's talk real quick about your press release and your thoughts on Biden's um, vaccine mandate.
1: Sure. Um, You know, President Biden for, you know, over a year now has promised he would not mandate vaccines. Um, and there is no statutory authority, uh, no constitutional authority. The president of the United States can't, uh, you know, walk down the street and order someone to, you know, eat a sandwich or put their, take their hat off. He, he doesn't have that power. He, he can't force people to do those things. Right. Uh, it's not in the constitution. It's not in law. Um, but he, you know, he reversed himself. He, you know, he'd said this for, for a long time, repeatedly, uh, many of his officials, you know, Dr. Fauci, I think, I think there's a video you see of him saying 13 different times, we're not going to mandate vaccines. We can't mandate vaccines. We we'll not the authority to it." It's never happened. I'll point that out. There's right. never been a, there has never been a federal mandate for vaccines. Um, and so, uh, so this is a, you know, it's a, a, a shocking reversal, uh, a real surprise. Um, you know, and I think it's an effort to distract people. Uh, you know, the, the, the southern border is a disaster. He opened it up on his first day in office. He stopped building the wall. He, uh, got rid of the main of Mexico policy, uh, stopped deporting people. And I mean, you know, whereas Trump was deporting, you know, seven, he, all but seven people, you know, he's, you know, uh, you know, he's letting four you know, tens of thousands of people in the country every single month. Uh, you've got real problems on our southern border uh you've got you know Afghanistan was a complete disaster you still have americans trapped there we're still trying to get people out uh very 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 problematic with that and so then you know president biden turns around with this uh you know unconstitutional illegal um uh, uh vaccine mandate um that he just doesn't have the authority to do
0: right
1: uh and so i uh, and a couple other, you know, conservative Republican congressmen uh, in Texas sent a letter to Governor Abbott saying, "Hey, we're with you. Stand up to the federal government. Don't let them push you around." Um, there's, there's virtually no doubt in my mind the president doesn't have this authority, and that he will be, that his efforts will be struck down in court. Uh, he right. just does, does not have this power. Um, and so, you know, but uh, President Biden has has repeatedly tried to do things that he knew or said. Were unconstitutional or illegal, and he tried. He's tried to do it anyway, uh, I mean, in an just, effort to placate his yeah. far, far left fringe of his party. That you yeah. know, say, hey, we want you to do something. We don't care that you don't have the authority to do it. We don't care that yeah. it's not legal. We don't care that you it's unconstitutional. Um, and you saw that with the uh, the eviction moratorium, where he said, "I don't have the authority." It was struck down in court, and then he did it anyway, and then was struck down in court. Um, so. Uh, you know, it's just upsetting to have a president that is so faithless uh, to the constitution and faithless to the laws of this country,
0: yeah. And that's that's what you just shake your head because it it is, um, it is first of all pandering to a very small segment of the country. Because, well, and you and I have talked about this on other shows. People who have come to me, you know, because I was the victory co chair with Angela Paxton for 2020, saying, I don't know who to apologize to, but I do want to say. Boy, howdy, I'm really sorry that I didn't vote for President Trump. Um, And I can't believe I cast my vote for Biden and they've got voters remorse. Um, So I hope and, and like we mentioned earlier, really the only way you can do get get rid of this inflation and this runaway spending and printing of money that. That we don't have. I mean, you know, we're cash and checks we don't have, and that is to get out there and let your voice be heard in these midterm elections. So see who's with We the People, like Congressman Van Taylor, and support those folks. And then if somebody is not supporting We the People, and they're okay and they're they're signing off on whatever um, the Biden administration says to sign off on, get rid of them. Just get rid of them. You know, you, you've got an election. That's where your voice can be heard.
1: Yeah. Well, I, again, you've got. Um, I'm very concerned about the economy, uh, and I think that the, the the Democrats are are doing the exact opposite wrong thing. And they are, you know, this this new tax and spend package, uh, the five trillion dollars you are trying to spend before the end of the year. I mean, this is this is this is the exact opposite of what you need to be doing. You need to be cutting taxes reducing spending, stop printing money and they're raising taxes, increasing spending and printing money. I mean they're going the exact opposite direction of what economics 101 tells you to do about inflation. And it's going to make it that much more painful. It's going to hurt more people over the next couple of years and it's assuming we can stop them. Uh, it's it's going to be it's going to be a hard a hard time, a hard recession. It is. Uh, is normally what it takes what is traditionally taken to get out of an inflationary period is a is a very hard very brutal recession um and you know president biden is leading in the wrong direction just like he led in the wrong direction on the border led in the wrong direction in afghanistan he's leading in the wrong direction uh when it comes to taxes spending printing uh money that we don't have um and, and, uh, and, and this, he's just leading in the wrong direction.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Well, Congressman Taylor, thank you so much. We always love it when you're on the show. Uh, thank you for your hard work. God bless you. God bless your family. Keep up the good work. Keep, keep on trying to push back the powers of darkness. Um, we, the people, are on your side. We appreciate you, and you have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week. Thank you, Captain. Appreciate right. you. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Congressman Van Taylor of congressional district three. We're very fortunate out here at um, venture X in Frisco where we are um, filming live right now. Um, it, he's, he's the Congressman over this neck of the woods. And then um, uh, we, I'm, I'm very fortunate that personally he is my um, Congressman and he um he does a great job representing us. If you have a congressman who is not accessible like Congressman Taylor, and I know we've got some folks. I know, hello, Elizabeth. Um, she's uh, ping, pinging us from Arizona. I know we've got other folks who are from other congressional districts and from other states, um, which obviously would be in another congressional district. Um, look and see follow what your congressman is doing see if you can sit down and have a one-on-one with your congressman if you can have a zoom call if you can have a, a personal phone call if you don't have that kind of access to your congressional member or your state rep or your state senator something's gone horribly wrong because those are the folks who again the founding fathers at least for congress put into place they had to live within the district they have to go back and get reelected every two years Those people should be accessible to you. Now, the good thing is, um, hopefully coming up in one of our congressional districts that does not have an accessible congressman like Congressman Van Taylor right now, we've got um, somebody who's already announced, who's already out there campaigning, um, a dear friend of ours, um, a friend of mine, he and his beautiful, beautiful new wife, um, new uh, members of the, members. so newlyweds, members of the crew, Brad Namdar, how are you? This morning, my friend.
2: I'm doing well this morning. How are you?
0: Awesome. It's great to have you back again. And thank you. And some of you remember we just had um Brad was on when we had Lathan Watts and when we had Fred Nort um on for a special um uh, 9-11 uh 20-year remembrance, which I just still can't Powerful believe it's episode. been. Yeah, it was it was really, really good. And we got some really nice comments on that. And some fo- there's some folks who are like, Wait, where is he where is he running for Congress? And it's and one of the people was from like the Galveston area, and they're like, Oh, I'm so voting for him, and I'm like, sorry they're like okay and i'm like you can send him money though
2: (laughs) i mean you know what it's a humbling thing to hear when people say they're wanting to vote for you even if they can't yeah so to 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 all the viewers um that are watching i'm humbled and so should and are every other candidate because you should be you should be because listen i've been a donor too yeah i've donated to a lot of different counties and stuff and i'm not you know, wealthy by any means, I'm like a $20 donor, Uh, but you know, sometimes it's expected. Yeah. So when I'm running, I'm just thankful for every, every, any support I get. Yeah. Well,
0: I mean, you've come, you came up, um, like JP and I did from the grassroots perspective, you know, you're, you're out there, you know, uh, waving American flags on the street corners, you know, marching for life, um, you know, knocking on doors, making phone calls, doing all the stuff where you have to be well and you know also i think it's one of those things i know um when it came time when i became an elected official having been part of the grassroots and i was still part of the grassroots even as an elected official i still am since i've been an elected official because that's how you're in touch with your neighbor, with your, the, your fellow man. Yeah, and it's just, it's, I think it's so important that you you know what's going on and you're in touch. Um, For sure. And but I unfortunately, mean, we've got a lot of folks, especially in Congress. Well, you just heard Congressman Taylor talk about it. I did. I did. You're out of touch. Man,
2: yeah, there's, a, well, I mean, so here, here's the deal. Uh, it's not just out of touch. We've gotten so polarized to the point oh. to where we can't even have a conversation now i don't know about where everyone else is but when i mean you know, i'm 32 years old yeah you know i have a beautiful wife pia um we have a dog named scooter um cute, cute dog too the world today isn't the same world. okay next
0: time you're on you I'll need br- a picture br- of see. pia and a picture of scooter i will do that for sure just saying for sure for sure
2: by the way i married up and my dog is also uh, considered uh, above uh, me <laughs> in the house but you know, I used to intern for Congressman Sam this Johnson. That's true. true. Yeah,
0: and 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 we've we've got you know JP and I have such a special place in our heart, and and so does Van Taylor for Congressman Sam Johnson. Let's talk. We I don't think we because some people are like, wait, did he did he know Sam Johnson? So you actually got a chance to, to be a volunteer him. intern for him. Yeah.
2: So back in the day, back in my day, you know, uh, <laughs> you interns, old thirty two year old <laughs> interns now you have to pay or they have get the class credit yeah. and. You know, again, back in my day, uh, it would be, within, and some schools would, would enforce that, but you could right. just intern for free, you learn, you know. As and you, that's as what you did, on. yeah. And so when Congressman Sam Johnson's uh, internship came up through the SMU, we had like a portal, an intern right. portal where every, all the students could apply. Um, I applied, but it was like, it's one of those applications where you're like, good luck, you know, and I wasn't even, I wasn't a polysty major, I was a journalism major. right. And then, fortunately, they called me in and I had a good interview and they offered me the internship. Yeah. But what I learned, I met Susan Fisher. Yeah. that's
0: how I met Susan. Hi, Susan. We love we love, we love Susan. Susan. Yeah, she was she's been a mentor to you. She was a mentor yeah, to me. Um, an amazing, amazing, uh, long time Republican activist and just amazing. Um, she's an amazing servant to we the people. I call her the queen, but
2: you know <laughs> she's she's done so much. I mean, they named an award after her. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. So she was actually I interned for her and she was doing the USCIS district manager yep. stuff. So I learned how Congress's office worked, but at the same time. You grow up and you then, you know, do one career. I was a public school teacher, coach, all this stuff, you know, started my own small business. And then you realize that, okay, this is what the real world is like. When you have to pay taxes, you have responsibility, you have overhead. You can't just be YOLO. You know, it changes. And now today where we are-
0: YOLO, you only live once? Yeah,
2: exactly, like young people, YOLO. Uh,
0: yeah, that there's YOLO, FOMO, fear of missing out. That's right,
2: FOMO, that's- I one. know
0: some stuff, that's extra. That's, My kids are like, mom, stop you talking. Get pl- no, you get
2: plus five <laughs> points, plus five Ooh, for Gryffindor.
0: My, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> but now I see it, I'm 32, I think Congress, we need to have more, uh, let's put it this way. Younger members of Congress who are closer to the age of the people who wrote the Constitution who've earned their spurs, yep. knows what they're talking about, yep. and knows how to say, I don't know what I'm talking about. Someone tell me because, I, you know, I need to learn. Right. Because to, I've, I, in business and international trade and commerce, from whatever I've done, you know, you can always tell when someone's BSing or you can always tell if somebody's, you know, their experience is valued. So we've got to start doing that as a party. I believe that is to empower our younger you know, candidates, yeah. develop them. And I think we're going to do a good job this cycle. I think, you know, Congressman you know Van Taylor's a great guy has Calm yep. County he you know it's it's good to have him there it's good to have a lot of of our current republicans are going in the I, majority
0: i think and i think we need um when you look at congress um first of all it, as as conservatives we always value each individual on Absolutely. their merits so you can be 95 and hey you're a rock star you've right. got value you're great right. rock and roll you can, you've got somebody that can be 28, 29, 30, and, right. you know, at rock and roll. You've got male, female. And, right. You know, it, it does not matter when you're running for Congress. You're right. You don't have to have been a poli-sci major. Um, you know, you can you can be an educator. You can be, you know, in, exactly. any, any job out there. So I think you, when you go to pick the best candidate, you really need – I think, first of all, and this is what I like about you, Brad, and that is – and this is why I, I respect about Congressman Taylor – You either have a heart for service or you don't. don't. Or you're all about the power, the perks, the money after you get out of office. Or while you are in office for some of these folks, founding fathers never intended for congressmen to get rich. Somehow you've got these folks who have made a lifetime career out of being a bajillionaire with
2: it. Look, you know, I don't want to say anything negative about anybody on any side of the aisle because I don't need to... uh, to point out there's time and place for me to do that. Right. But you're right. There are people, and you're you're right. You you know, you don't have to be a lawyer to be a member right. of Congress. You don't right. have to be a, a Ph.D., high school. I, heck, I mean, I, it don't matter who you are as long as you're a good person you want to serve and you're willing to work with others. Yeah. And also getting yeah. people around you that are smarter than you. Yeah. My wife is smarter than me, <laughs> okay? We got a smart dog. You know, I hang around smarter people so that I make better decisions in life.
0: Well, you know, and a good leader, I, I've always, this is one of those things that a good leader is somebody that knows they don't, they're not the brightest person no. in the room. They don't have the solution to everything. They are willing, and, and Congressman Taylor mentioned this earlier, you've got to be willing to listen. Absolutely. And if you're not willing to listen and hear what those needs are, then then your people are missing out.
2: Speaking of listening, yeah. did you know we have a border?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't know from some of the folks who are in office who have ignored it, and and let's talk about that. Let's let's because I think we've got. Do we have some video clips today we we can show? Yeah. So y'all, Brad on his own dime, his own time, and risking a week after
2: my
0: honeymoon. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure your wife was like, "Oh, we're back from the honeymoon." Wait, you're going where? But yeah. you, you felt like, and you and I had this conversation before you left, you said, Kathy, I've got to go down to the border. I've got to see this for myself. I need to be boots on the ground or else I I could be rec- recommending solutions that yeah. wouldn't work.
2: Well, I mean, here's the deal. Um, you know, Texas 32 is where I live. There's yeah. a congressman in there. His name's Colin Allred. Um, he, he's right next door to Van Taylor. So right, that's how, right. it's, it's, I always say it's Pete Sessions old seat.
0: Yeah. So, and that's, that's yeah. what, it, when people are like, who's Brad, what um, seat is Brad yeah. running for? That's what I say. Pete Sessions old. seat. So
2: I, I believe that, you know, um, in Texas and I, and, and I want, you know, everyone to know this, there's some things that are it's not about Republican or Democrat. The border is a problem that hurts both sides. Yeah. It hurts everybody. So I'm. Was appointed to go and work, you know, for example, the U.S. Chamber. Not yeah. work. I volunteer. Right, volunteer.
0: I no paid. Right. You
2: know, U.S. Chamber to eradicate. Those U.S.
0: Chamber meetings, that's on your own dime. Everything's any, on Any dime. travel you do for that, any time you take for that, that's on your own but dime.
2: But my member of Congress, and I'm sure Congressman Van Taylor, who was on earlier, would agree with me, their job is to expect also the border, the federal issues. Especially
0: so, if, you're, if you're a Texas congressman and you
2: have a visit to the border yeah,
0: yeah and you don't know what's going on there
2: i will send them an invoice for I, my trip I,
0: yeah i don't i don't understand how you can't uh, you know but, how, how you don't go down there i mean you know van taylor's gone down there since oh, back yeah. in his state rep days i oh, think at is. least state senate days because even
2: state reps should go he, i mean if you represent if, texas if you're in
0: texas or arizona any of the border states i feel like a job at some point, even if you feel like, oh, well, I'm up in North Texas, it doesn't matter. It's, oh, the worst I'm sorry. Thing do. Or the fentanyl that came across right, the border, right? Um, does that not, that's in our backyard, that's killing kids left and right. Does one that, issue. yeah, I mean, I mean, sex I, trafficking, yeah. And I've,
2: and, and I've unfortunately, you know, have seen just real, not very, not really strong policy on the board, but also I want to be on the onset. I am a candidate, you know, and I am a Republican running on a platform. I will bring immigration reform because I didn't break this immigration system. Yeah. I was born into it. I well, inherited and it. And
0: let's talk about that because, and I think you mentioned this. And that's going to
2: help with the border with our right. barrier. I think you mentioned that
0: on, on Friday that didn't you get back and forth across the border? Yep. Without? Without a passport. A passport.
2: Yep, yep, yep. So we walked through. Well, so that was at like two in the morning, and there's a clip up. we're going to show you guys about that too. But the main thing is is that immigration reform is going to be what's required. Right. There's also a culture on the border that I, I wasn't aware to before. Okay. That I learned about. And um, then there's also at the border, there is crime. There are cartels that do have, you know, that they call the gray area. Um, there, there's a scene you'll see, it's 35 yards, I so can throw a football and hit the other side. So, when, w- w- I learned a lot. Let's put it that way. Right. I learned a lot. And I wanted to, you know, there's a lot of people, who I need to think real quick about it, you know. You know, uh, Wasim Hernandez is a YR from the RGB delegation. He's one of my buddies who I called to, you know, go do that White. one. Jordan um, Garza, he's with Guadalupe YRs. You know, Monica de la Cruz Hernandez, her campaign was there. Myra Flores' campaign uh, helped out with some stuff. Mr. Garza, and Miss Garza, who's Miss Garza, Agent Pina Garza, she's with the Hidalgo County Wire Chairwoman, so, Excellent. and Mr. Aaron Pena. So having these different people have your back and also help you, yeah. it was great for me going. And also Sam Hall got me the bulletproof vest when I went down there yeah. too. So it was it was great going down there, but if we do the first clip, if you wanna, if you wanna play player on how we're gonna do it right here, yeah. So this isn't really necessarily, I mean, it's obviously an International Crime Organization, but the cartels do take advantage of just people that don't know anybody. Like this is not Phoenix and this is not Houston. Yeah. This is actually McAllen, Texas. Yeah.
0: The way the cartels make money is the non-regulated areas they
2: control. So they know the best ways to come over here. They know when the border patrol is switching shifts. They know the best time to come over. Oh, over so right there, I'm gonna be real quick on that one. These guys, you know, it's, it's awesome. That's my truck, too, by the way. So, yeah, I definitely want to in, invoice, you know, <laughs> uh, my current congressman who's never been there because guess what? They went and messed up the bottom of my truck. I mean, this is hardcore terrain. Yeah. And then we go out at nighttime and it's crazy. But right here, you'll see this is, you know, one of our border trades. And we can press play a little bit okay. on this one so people can see this. So, I don't see any border patrol. But look at that wall, it's an open gate.
0: Okay. So y'all just drove through.
2: Yep, into a uh, ray in area farm. That's good. We can stop it there. What? and so what? So there are so the way it's supposed to be designed, because I I, oh. I don't understand barriers. Um, when they were telling me about this. So the way it was supposed to be designed, and this shows that you know how broken it is. this is McAllen, Texas, guys. So when you hear about Star County, you know, you hear about, you know, all these other areas that we have in Texas. This is just one port of entry. Yeah. Now there was supposed to be designed with two walls, right, and this is supposed to be no man's land now that doesn't make sense to me when the Rio Grande is technically the border so but um if you want to fast forward to the other part because there's this one part that when you're down there you kind of realize okay, you know what the problem is, and that's that uh Right there, yes. Yeah. So this is me on the border, and you can see right there. See that? See the water? That's the real brand. Kind
0: of in the yep. like in the yep. bushes and, and everything. I call okay. the brush. brush.
2: <laughs> they're, they're laughing because they thought would fall in. And then now we gotta get it done. So, that's that's um, Mexico.
0: You know, Here. Okay, yeah, and if so, you go forward well, through that brush, so you're. I'm in Mexico. The, what, you're in Mexico. Water. Yeah.
2: Sure illegal migration. Gosh. Well, that's why the wall is right there. They can come here on the American side, but they can't go any further uh, than where that wall so is. So, th- very educational. Very educational. So, let me ask you this: subject matter jurisdiction. Then, if this is private property, U.S. farm land, this is this guy's property, correct? So, there's, so eminent domain would have to go into effect to put a wall on it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure. So, if someone didn't want eminent domain. Then they can leave the wall open, right, on this creek. Okay. So, technically, if I own this farm,
0: I can say I don't want a wall. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but that's because that's your people. property here in America. And
2: that's, well, at that moment, by the way, that vest weighed like 45 pounds. I was, was
0: going to say, yeah, how, how heavy and is that? But you got to be safe. H-
2: here's the deal. Uh, private property is private property. Yep. But... My point is, is that if we're worried about people coming over, if we're worried about, and we want to actually tackle human mm-hmm. trafficking, fentanyl, and these issues, I don't know where everyone else is raised, but in Texas, we don't take kindly no. to certain things. Now, if that requires a barrier or even some sort of, you know, you know, drone, because I've talked to other members of Congress, we do need our farmers, and I know Sid Miller, they need access to the Rio Grande for, you know, water, right, and, and we so, get that, right? And that makes complete right. sense. But not for 40 miles or something like that. It was, It was. I mean, I could throw a football and hit the other side. I mean, we. I saw a guy in a float, you know, fishing. Right. And then at nighttime, it was even, it was more, you know, it, was, it was very interesting how they were processing people, but they were moving people. But these are not bad people. Some of them are good, honest people, but they need asylum cases. We got to process them on the other side. We also got to protect them.
0: But if you're not down there you Brad, don't know and you, you don't and you're not addressing the issues and you're ignorant to the issues which there is no yeah. reason there is just again you're a private citizen private citizen took this took your own truck you know borrowed borrowed a vest mm-hmm. from a friend mm-hmm. went with some folks who knew what was up you know now obviously you've got some connections through your years of grassroots yep, work yep. in texas which is good but um especially if you're an elected official if anybody wants to go, to i mean the, border, the taxpayers me. are going to pay for you know the taxpayers are paying for that trip which again i don't have a problem with because that's homework you have got to do right you've got to keep us safe and i was trying to pull it up um uh, somebody told me uh, and I, I have not seen the image yet you might know about this mm-hmm. um a car seat that was found with like a two-year-old just just the other day yeah um right across the border now thankfully i believe yeah, the two-year-old's good. okay yep. Thank, thank the good Lord, but wh- wh- yeah, because, where, what is this?
2: Because, okay, we could go to the next clip, too, if we want to. The problem is this, is that this policy that, that, that was superseding these issues, right, that said that, okay, this is an almost open-door policy, right. my opponent— has already he, look you can't say you're compassionate and say okay we want everyone and you know what if i want everyone in the united states of america and they're all everybody's gonna get along we're all going to love everybody okay great but there's a process and policies and procedures we have to follow law and order i'm sorry but it doesn't work so what people are doing they're desperate they'll leave their 2 year old kid there because they're also paying money to the traffickers or they're paying money to the to the coyotes and, and it's but there's just a, you know what I, there's another video we'll drop soon where i actually am talking to members of various cartels. And they talk about the supply and demand curve. Mm. So we also gotta do some work on ourselves, but at the same time, we cannot compromise our values in Texas the way that our North Texas congressional district has been compromised. So this is me actually going across the border, and I went... Yeah, so we're in Mexico now. I'm in line with migrants. So the migrants that were crossing and the illegal immigrants that we had, they don't have one bag. This is. right now and we have had an increase but we've been here for about about 20 minutes and we've moved about 60 and you know we're in line it's like really really late and i'm I'm in line with right now the guys across the border and the gals across the border they brought the drug dogs out to sniff all the luggage i don't have my passport And then I just walk across in.
0: Back in USA. So since uh, you've been in the <laughs> cow, that's it. One thing- so literally, that's you. Yeah. And and then and then Brett, if you'll pull up, I've got a, an image from a news story of the toddler yep. that was found across the border. Um, I think it was just two days ago. Okay, so that is you. Yep. No passport. Nope. Now you had your passport with you. You no, did I, not. No, I
2: actually didn't. Bring oh, it you didn't
0: me. even bring it with you. No. Oh, okay. So you were gonna say, "Hey, I'm a cowboy. Yeah, I- <laughs> I'm a renegade." Yeah. And you, okay, nope, no, nothing. They You were not asked for anything.
2: So when I went there, it was like 1 30 in the morning. I walked across the, there's a bridge they have at the international port, or the international bridge that they have there. And you walked into Mexico. And the funniest part, and I encourage everyone, please go and visit the visit my website to see the video. And what is visit your website? www.brad, okay. B-R-A-D, and then nomdar n a m D-A-R dot or you can we'll you know, pop
0: that in our in our, YouTube. our social media Brad face, named yeah. our,
2: um you know border video you can okay. see that on YouTube but when I go I'm escorted you know by one of the officers and he was telling me you'll you can tell when it's Mexico the brick changes to you know gravel on the bridge. So we right. run into Mexico. I was with my buddy John, you know, and he he came and helped and did a lot of great stuff. Did recording. he go over with you? Yeah, and I he was kind of like, man, I swear we don't go back in the United States. I'm, I was like, we're gonna be fine. So then we go and we go in the migrant line and everything, and I was like, I don't have a passport. And they're like, you have a driver's license. I'm like, sure, here's my driver's license, and they're like, okay, come on in.
0: Which a driver's license can it be purchased for free for, yeah. or for for a minimal minimal fee, yeah. I should say, anywhere. I mean, it, you know it. And I got in. And so
2: that's just one issue that I have to deal with now. So for as far as, far as North Texas is concerned, I want our North, your, your listeners to also know this. We do. We will have somebody on the ballot who has been to the border that wasn't just the first time, multiple times now, who can handle and knows and can work with congressional yeah. delegations on how to address the border. Mm. So that's that's one good thing. And right let's, here, as a
0: matter of fact, yeah. Let's show. Let's talk about this picture. Again, I, this is where I don't understand where the Democrats are not outraged at what is happening to children on the border. Look at this. Look at these little. It's it's a, a two children. Um, were found abandoned along the the Rio Grande River near Eagle Pass by the U.S. Border Patrol agents on Tuesday, according to U.S. Customs and Border Protection. A two-year-old girl and a three-month-old boy were found on the riverbank by agents performing boat operations. Now, thank the good Lord these babies are okay, but this...
1: We to, have to increase if you're
0: uh, a, if you're any kind of a decent human I being know. and have a heart you look at this and you're like okay we at this point if I were the president I would say shut it all down because this is unacceptable I don't care if you're Republican Democrat green Party whoever you are this is not okay do you want to know what my advice is right now yeah what I is said that? this
2: a while ago and I, and this is you know look if I get elected to Congress this is what I would do and I advise my congress to do the same we have a United Nations ambassador.
0: Yeah. Okay? Yeah.
2: I don't use the United Nations for I was going to say. We don't, we don't like to. But we got a human rights. <laughs> we don't rights. bring the UN up we, too we, often we, on the show. We, we don't. The United but guess Nations of
0: Barney. But guess what? <laughs> yeah. I'll call
2: them and say, bring your hard hats down and your trucks and vehicles. We got a human We've rights got, crisis on the border in America. And we do. If you've. And I, that I will put Biden in a position to act.
0: Well, and here's the thing. It is a human rights crisis. Yes, it is. This is, is, to me, I don't, again, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. It is. You should be down there making sure that a three-month-old and a two-year-old are not just. I mean, look at these babies.
2: And the tough God part is, them. the tough part is, is that you know these are international crime organizations. We have to stand up and be able to sell smugglers and coyotes and the other ones are part of ICOs. I mean, in my opinion, they are terrorist organizations because they do feed on terror. They get paid oh, to do that. And uh, yes. Yeah, that's, you got a little. If you're, do, if, you're,
0: if you're doing any kind of crime against a child, if you're doing any kind of crime against another human being against their will, if you're bringing Under illegal duress. drugs over, yes. It, it it that mm-hmm. is that is does become an issue of terror,
2: and we have to you know bring an national guard down the border. We, yeah. There's a lot of things we have to do. about yep. it. we'll be honest with you, Kathy. A lot of people didn't know in North Texas to the extent of how bad it really was. You know, I I went down there, and in one video, I was able to talk to a lot yeah. of people, and you know, we went to a lot of spots. So please check out the. It's like a 16 minute video. Yeah, but you'll learn a lot from yeah. it. Yeah, well, I, I learned a lot too. I've learned,
0: and I've learned a lot from your visit over there. I because I'm just. Some of the stuff you're like you were saying, I was like, until you sent me the video, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is real. This is just because you just don't want to believe that human beings can be treated as right. pieces of trash just to throw away. Some make it over, some don't. Eh, it's all good. As long as some of the drugs make it over and some of the human trafficking works out, the right. other side, the enemy, the the people who are doing evil, it's all good. And here we are, how, in Texas. We're going to fix it. Can we do it? Well, and that's, that's, that's where Brad right. comes that's, that's into That's one play. reason why I'm running, because
2: we're going to fix it. it. You know, I don't negotiate with uh, with the babies and, 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 yeah. and innocent. I don't, yeah. We don't negotiate. No.
0: And, if well, anybody, and it should be a non-negotiable well, thing. It
2: should be, you know, but the problem is is that awareness. That's my only thing, because yeah. I believe Texas and North Texans are good people and have a good spirit. Yep. And that now that we make them aware, they're yep. going to know about it, they're going to vote the right way again yep. my current congressman hasn't done anything
0: yeah yeah agree well brad thank you so much for being on the show today please tell your lovely wife pia we said hello oh. um just just think the world of her and think the world of you we're just so glad you're you're um, a member of the crew and you're willing to come and guest co-host and hang out with us um have a blessed weekend everybody okay. in the crew have a thank great a blessed weekend and um, we will see y'all monday uh, lots to talk about with covid on monday and Oh, all the uh, uh, big yeah. old updates and and booster shots and all this kind of stuff. So, always a good time here on J.P., Kathy, and the crew. Stay tuned for this pink cloud. Um, actually, Brian Cuban is uh, Kelly Reverb's guest today. Uh, he's got another book out, great information about recovery. Then Saturday morning, we've got Kill Conversation, all things you need to know about our veterans. And then Sunday morning, we have Ask Dr. Be Good and all things you need to know about education. Love y'all. Have a great weekend. Thank <laughs> you.